This gave him MP3 cuz I gave him the alt for it. Yeah, well it does him now. Oh and right. then you can convert it using the audacity. Yeah. In fact I can't use the audacity now cuz I don't know if I uh P three. Well then uh you convert it very easily by using on the go, download on the go. Oh yeah. Yep, so you download it from there. It's a lovely warm sunny day. Which in my experience is quite unusual for a visit to Dublin. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't Bill, I'm sure Bill's going to tell me differently, but it's a lovely sunny June day, June the 2nd, and I'm sat here at the home of a prominent Irish flute player, William Dowdle. Now, William or Bill? Bill. Always Bill. Never William. Except on checkbooks and concert programs and court summonses. <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine, a good friend of lots of people in the flute world. Now, Bill is... One of those flute players that is very self-deprecating and is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. If only he'd let more people find out about him. So, um, firstly, I'd like to thank you for welcoming me to your home today, Bill. And um, just tell me a, a bit about, about yourself and what you're doing nowadays. Well, I mean, quite simply, I play the flute. Um, and I've been doing it for, for decades. I don't want to mention how many decades. Uh, I was in the National Symphony Orchestra as principal for 25 years. And about six years ago, I got the opportunity of the uh, professor's job in the Royal Irish Academy of Music. So it was at the age of tender age of 52, I had to make a sort of a uh, career decision. Did I want to keep playing as much as I love it, Beethoven and symphonies and all that, or did I want to expand? And um, I reached the conclusion that I really wanted the freedom that um, the Academy can offer me. And also, I really wanted to keep going with the direction of contemporary music. Uh, I, I, no, I won't say just contemporary music. I love to mix Baroque and contemporary music, uh, the performance of both. I, I'm very much into uh, authentic performances, even though I don't play uh, a period instrument. I play a very fine wooden flute by Chris A. Bell with modern fingerings, but I try to play that in, in as authentic a fashion as possible. And I'm very much into the contemporary as well. I'm not sure if there's a if we need another foray fantasy recording, so you know, um, so I've really tried to expand the repertoire for flute, and with the addition of the uh, Robert Dix glissando head joint, it has opened up the possibilities of, of the flute tremendously. Now, in front of me is a couple of your latest CDs, which I'm going to get a chance to intersperse with our discussion. Just a little taster. Um, which one would you like to talk about first? I think Breathe. I love the album cover. I also love the the title because it is so apt for flute players but so apt in everything that we do. Well, it's funny the way the title came about is um, as a New Zealand composer, Eve de Castro Robinson, who was writing a piece for, for this CD and uh, in between... Uh, going to New Zealand twice a year we were going into a studio and recording bass flute sounds but I didn't realise at the time what she actually had in mind was a complete piece without flute and just using breath and breathing and using an, uh, an Italian female as well it's quite I believe quite <laughs> suggestive even though we've never met <laughs> sorry so there's no flute playing no no just breathe no no there is flute playing on the whole CD yeah. but in this piece of four minutes it's just heavy breathing <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I look forward to get Don't don't listen to that track while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great album cover. Tell me about a few tracks on there, Bill, apart from Breathe. Well, 
It starts off with constellations by a great friend of mine, Don Buckley, who really knows how to write for the flute. In, well, I won't say a conventional way, he doesn't use too much multiphonics, but he really writes to the edge of the possibilities. And being uh, a flute player himself, he knows just about what's possible. And he writes right up to that. So this was written specifically for this uh, CD. And it uh, has 12 backing flutes, uh, piccolos, C flutes, alto flutes, and bass flute. Uh, they're all layered and pre-recorded. In fact, we did that in two days in a studio uh, in New Zealand. And I do all this recording in New Zealand because it, uh, it has arguably the best producer in the world in Wayne Laird. He's easily the best. He's certainly the best I've ever worked with. So over two days, we recorded all the tracks. And although the piece is only about uh, eight or nine minutes, the recorded time was 112 minutes by the time we <laughs> layered all the tracks. And then over those tracks, we start off with solo bass flute, goes to solo alto flute, solo C flute, and the, <laughs> the instrument I hate the most is the piccolo, but it, I think it hates me, I don't hate it. talked about breathe as well and there's also um, uh, a New Zealand piece on there by Martin Lodge which is an Irish title it's Ihegali, it's something to do with a uh, ghostly night and it's a mixture of uh, what I would say would be conventional music but also using Richard Nunns who's a very very highly regarded specialist on Maori instruments so it's a mixture of Irish and Maori culture which is very effective and also the same can be said of Te Ao Marama by Stephen Matthews, also very heavily influenced by Maori sounds. That's, that's again, played over a pre-recorded um, pre track, which I recorded over there, again with Maori instruments. Me not playing them, but again with Richard Nunn's. And I think it, also, it ends with a stunning piece uh, called Crow, which is ori originally written for treble recorder and backing track. And it's based on the poems by Ted Hughes, all about darkness, death and destruction, of course. I think Hughes, his second wife, maybe even his first wife, committed suicide, and he subsequently committed suicide. So it's not, it's not a happy camper. Uh, it's a stunning piece of about 12 minutes. And um, with, with Ben Dwyer, who's the composer, and myself, we reworked it for the sliding head joint, which I think, and he agrees, is absolutely really stunning. Thank <laughs> you. 
So did you swap flutes for each track? Well, mo- I mean, for the C flute, I used the, uh, the, my Brandon Platinum mm-hmm. flute. And then when it called for the sliding head joint, the glissando head joint is made to fit that. And uh, so that so really yes, there's one flute through the whole lot. Except if it's alto flute, it's either kingma sure. and bass flute was a catarto, mm-hmm. and uh, the piccolo. I don't know. <laughs> Hammock. <laughs> so so interesting, Bill. Thank you. More information on Bill's recordings and work can be found by visiting WilliamDowdle.com. Um, it looks like Susan's bringing out the drinks, so I think we'll take a break here, Bill, and return back with some more interview later. <laughs> 